I'm sorry. I think it would fit my arm. Yeah. Well. Welcome to the Land Show, ladies and gentlemen. We've got a fantastic show lined up for you today. That's right. I have managed to start drama with yet another online creator. Um, yep. So we're going to go through that. Basically, I get to apologize again because I was wrong again. Um, so that's cool. That's always a good start for the WAN show. In other news, I wasn't the only one who was um, a bit of a jerk. NVIDIA failed to disclose their crypto earnings and ended up with a 5.5 million US dollar penalty. We're going to be talking about that. What else we got? Future Motion pulls a John Deere with one wheel repairs. It's actually... Uh... It's way spicier than he made it sound. That was... That was it. That's yeah. the title that I was given. Luke's all like, yeah, it's a boring thing, but it's like bad. It's brutal. It's super it's bad. Like really it's bad. actually, and it's like kind of embarrassing. Also, we have some stuff from Ivan. Yeah. Which is um, actually like really cool. Kind of a big deal. Yeah. We've got a, we're going to, we're going to announce what exactly Ivan has figured out to do with his what is it like 20 years of gpu history his gpu collection uh, if you guys don't remember ivan he formerly worked here i used to work with him back at ncix a uh, longtime friend and uh, we've got some really interesting news about all of that so let's roll that intro yeah People are saying the small shirt looks good. What? They're saying the small shirt looks good? They're objectively wrong. There's also people telling me that I should do a pec flex. Like, that's that's what the small shirt makes people think about. Let's yeah. go ahead and jump into the first topic, which, uh, no, is not going to be the NVIDIA thing. Instead, it is going to be me solemnly swearing, I cross my heart, hope to die, to never unnecessarily feud with another creator again, Pokimane rightfully took issue with some of my comments on the previous WAN show. I do think that her initial take, at least in the limited context I had, because it was a tweet, which is why I just shouldn't have uh, just shouldn't have addressed it this in is, the first place. This is why Twitter sucks. Yeah. It's one of the reasons Twitter sucks. I do think that this was not an amazing take. But I shouldn't have reacted to what the way that I did because it's clear that there were multiple additional layers to her take, which she actually very graciously <clears throat> spelled out for me in a way that even I can understand, which is great. <laughs> Though her, I think her response was actually very good. Yep. She basically gave me a lesson yeah. on how to disagree with people on the internet. I got told. Which you needed. I and think. look, the reality of it is, Sometimes I need to go to school, but I yeah. like to think that I learn. I think the the part, that, and I should have, I, honestly, I should have stepped in, uh, but the 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 voice. Look, okay. The as voice. I said, as I already said to her, and we've talked privately already. Cool, okay. Outside of what I, I, I was hoping that would happen. Outside of what I said publicly, the voice was actually just like, that's just, the, it had nothing to do with her. The reality of it is, even though I've followed her career for a very long time, because in my mind, I mean, she's, she's legendary and prolific. Well, it's not even that because there's plenty of legendary and prolific online creators that sure. I whose careers I do not follow. Okay, because the reality enough. of it is, I don't have time to watch a ton of there's content, of yeah. especially streamers. No offense, but I mean, really, to really follow someone who streams like 
three, four, five, six days a week it's a for lot. six, seven, ten hours. I mean, I, I have stuff to do. Yeah. Like I have a company to run and I have a family to like pay attention to sometimes. Like it's just not, it's not realistic, right? So I don't necessarily follow the content, but I follow key careers. So careers that I follow yeah, include people like Phil DeFranco, whose career I've followed because it was one after which I very closely modeled my own. Okay, so you start out as like a guy making videos and then you figure out, okay, we need to create new content formats and build teams. And then hopefully, man, the day SourceFed imploded, I was like, hmm, is that my destiny? <laughs> like these oh no. Because <laughs> I was I was watching I was watching him seemingly build this empire and then and then I it kind of things went kind of muddy for a bit. And I was like, hmm, okay, nothing, nothing, nothing good ever stays. Oh, no. Oh, no. Like, do you remember me freaking out about that at the time? Yeah, actually, yeah. Yeah, that was way back when we were in the Langley house. We weren't yeah. nearly as established as we are now. So the reason that the reason that I follow people like a Phil DeFranco or people like a Pokimane is that they You're tend to take... You want to still oh, am I? Sorry. Yeah. Is that they, they make, they take a more, in my um assessment business oriented approach to what they're doing versus just being a magnetic you know electric personality that people can't resist and just kind of letting everyone else do the work and that's not to say that those individuals don't have these magnetic personalities obviously you cannot succeed in this space without having some degree of likability or being me <laughs> Just, just ending up <laughs> annoying everybody with the hot takes. Brutal. Um, I'm just saying that it's been it's it, there's a reason that I that I followed her career, and so the reality of it is I didn't I didn't want to start beef with her. It had nothing to do with her style or anything like that. That's just like my my go-to like valley girl voice and one of the reasons that i do the valley girl voice is that i will often do it as sort of an exaggeration of the way that i already talk and when i'm scripted right i don't i don't like you know say like and stuff you know a lot like right <laughs> um but I, I actually get a ton of feedback on the wan show and i've tried to cut it back that i really do speak Valley Girl, and that's a bit of a it's a bit of a North, uh, like the Pacific Northwest thing, I think. It is, yeah. So sorry, but like, what am I supposed to do about that? That's how that's how I speak. That's just how, and so I will tend to if I am, and I already acknowledged it was very rude, but if I'm mocking something that I consider to be a bad or a dumb take, then I tend to lean into it a little heavier. It was nothing to do with her, and. Yeah, I should not have done that. that I, think, I think it just should terrible. have been isolated. If you were going to go after a take, the, the voicing shouldn't have been. Included. And really, the worst part is that if I was going to say, okay, nameless creator, I shouldn't have replied on Twitter. I kind of didn't think people would put two and two together. And I figured there were probably other creators with the same take. So I wasn't going to end up uh, I wasn't going to end up becoming a personal yeah, I, thing. I, I interpreted the nameless creator thing which was worded a little oddly, but I interpreted it as you trying to just yeah. not bring more light to it. Unfortunately, because I had replied to her tweet, which then it sounded like a slight. It, it really it sounded it sounded like I was like, oh yeah, Pokemon, Pokemon. What is she like Canadian or something? Gross, right? Yeah. It's funny because I'm Canadian. Please just yeah. okay. I don't know. There might be people who don't know. <laughs> 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 the, the point is, um. 
terrible tweet. I've removed the tweet. I'm not going to remove the bit of the WAN show. And I've already, I've already like, I've already told her this. And if she wants me to remove it, I'll remove it. But I believe in transparency. I made a mistake. It was stupid. She explained in great detail um, some of the more nuanced aspects of what she was complaining about and why it matters. And I don't disagree with that. I still think her initial tweet sucks. Um, and like, honestly, you can see, and like, you know, uh, sorry, <laughs> honestly, you can see that for her to explain it in a way that it, it took screenshots of a notes app because yes, Twitter sucks <laughs> because Twitter sucks. And yeah. so I think ultimately what I need to do is significantly cut back my Twitter consumption and That's, use. You know what? I think if everyone did that, that would be awesome. World would probably be a better place. And yeah. what I also need to do is say, Hey, sorry. Um, my bad. That was my bad. And I mean, I already kind of covered this in my reply to her as well. Maybe the reason, because I've never really, like I said, I've, I've followed her. That's the reason her tweets show up in my timeline. And like, I always get news about her and stuff because I do pay attention. Um, even though I wasn't following her on Twitter because I just don't follow people on Twitter. My, my follows are super random. It's mostly just people I've had to DM at some point. Yeah. Um, anyway, enough. like, even though I don't follow her, I tend to just like get those tweets promoted to me. And I think the reason that I just like knee jerk reacted to it was because I was like, this, this, I thought she got it. And it seemed like she didn't get it. And then it turns out she super gets it. And it was just me who didn't get it. So um, great. Sounds good. Move Can on. I be done with this? Can yeah. I move on? Yeah, Can I good. just not feud with any other creators ever again? I and yeah, um, I, I like that you guys kind of had a chat. You know what? That's actually that's... something we both said in our DMs is like, it's unfortunate that it's because of this, but I'm glad we finally connected. <laughs> yeah, no, but seriously though, like that, I think that's actually cool. Yeah, we'll probably it's... we'll probably find an excuse to work together at some point in the future. And that's cool. I, I like when things get properly resolved. If like you know, ideally they don't happen in the first place, but it's cool that things were like. I think her response was very level, and then I think it's cool that yep. it was resolved from there. It's cool that I got it. a second try at this one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Why don't we talk about um, NVIDIA? Maybe they want a second try disclosing their crypto earnings. Nice. Uh, the original source here is uh, <clears throat> sec.gov. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice source. The I SEC like charges NVIDIA Corporation with inadequate disclosures about the impact of crypto mining. See, that's the thing when you're a public company is you actually do need to say what your revenues are and where they come from. You do need to provide accurate information about the trajectory that your business is on and i can see from a pr standpoint why it might not be in nvidia's interest to disclose just how many of their gpus are being sold to crypto miners even though we all have twitter okay we all know how to go to videocards.com and yeah. see that nvidia is selling a lot of gpus to crypto miners whatever they might say about well, we created CMP so that GeForce cards yeah. won't go to, to miners. Well, the Securities and Exchange Commission announced settled charges against NVIDIA for inadequate disclosures during consecutive quarters in the 2018 fiscal year. NVIDIA, I'm just going to say allegedly, just it doesn't seem to be allegedly because this is settled. So I'm just, I, I just don't. I just don't want to get on... Throw her out there yeah, anyway. Yeah, I'm throwing them out there. Yeah. I'm throwing it out there yeah. anyway. Failed to disclose that mining was a significant element of its material revenue growth from the sale of its graphics processing units designed and marketed for gaming. 
NVIDIA misled investors by reporting a huge boost in revenue related to gaming, despite most of those cards going straight into the hands of miners. Absolutely. So if you were wondering if what you suspected all along was true... And like everyone told you was true this And like time. what everybody knew, <laughs> that NVIDIA never gave two flies about gamers, um, then... You and their investors are in the same boat. Yeah. Ha ha. Nice. I, I don't know. The reason that this is an issue is because the boom and bust nature of crypto mining means that these sales numbers don't indicate any kind of reliable future growth. And analysts and investors routinely asked senior management about the extent to which increases in gaming revenue during this, during this time were driven by crypto mining. Like they did mention crypto mining as an important factor in other markets. So they know that profits from sales for cryptocurrency mining is a thing, um, which would seem to suggest that, um, at least in the SEC's eyes, that NVIDIA was being deliberately deceptive. I mean, I personally can't imagine NVIDIA being deliberately never. deceptive. They've never done that before. Or manipulating the flow of information. Nope, not at all. No. No, I don't think NVIDIA's ever done that. So we should probably... We no, you, Luke, no. I will personally not... Personally been involved You in get <laughs> NVIDIA's name out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Did you okay? This is I don't want to get into it, but there was a tackle thing. Did you hear about that? Oh no, what tackle thing? Okay, yeah, you're gonna want to look that up after the show, but um it's 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 pretty epic. But yeah, this is brutal. Um if you were really hoping like, hey, this is this annoys me for whatever reason. I'm hoping they brought the hammer down. Uh not so much. Uh if you know how much like you know, revenue NVIDIA deals in 5.5 million USD is not really that big of a deal. Um, I mean, it sucks for NVIDIA. Yeah, I mean, a little. I don't I think, think it would majorly change any strategies moving forward. Probably not. Um, also, NVIDIA is not admitting to any wrongdoing as part of this settlement. Nice. But agrees to stop any unlawful failures to disclose information. <laughs> Okay. I'm not. It's like your kid being like, I'm not admitting to taking the pies that were cooling on the window, but I will definitely stop doing that and the pies will stop disappearing. Man, I love, I love just like legal crap, you know? Oh, man. Oh, oh wait. No. Is this the Dave Chappelle tackle? Yeah. Okay. I do know about that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Do you know Chris Rock was there and jumped up on stage and grabbed the mic and was like, was that Will Smith? <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry, let's not. Everyone on the planet will have talked about this like a million times. I don't think we need to. Oh, man. Yeah, no, I just. Ring. But I just find it very funny. Um, and I mean, he's a comedian and that's what he was trying to do. So good job. Yeah. Um, can I can I just say that? I mean, I, I man, I, I hope this is not a hot take, but like I have always loved Chris Rock. Yeah. Yeah, like going the first. I think the first bit I ever saw from him um, was back. I think this was uh, back when we had satellite TV, um, nice, so that we could have like HBO and stuff. Like back in the early two thousands, it was amazing. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the the point is the the first bit I ever saw from him that just made me like just completely lose <laughs> was his bit on um, uh, guns and bullets. Like how you, you don't need gun control. What you need is bullet control. You need, and so, so it was like, uh, the, the, basically the punchline is if every bullet costs $5,000, <laughs> I mean, it, basically murder investigations are simple, right? I mean, 
he must have done something. It's got $50,000 worth of bullets in him. This was very expensive. Like, and and he, like the whole bit is like, you, you have no more innocent bystanders if every bullet costs $5,000. <laughs> anyway, love Chris Rock. Um, I hope that's not controversial. I, I suspect that's going to be taken <laughs> is as a he, hot Is he canceled? Story. I don't know. I have I no idea. Crack. Don't know enough. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Anyway. Just thought this thing was funny one time. Yeah, yeah. I just uh anyway. So NVIDIA, uh gonna be business as usual, I guess. Bad. Um, yes. Stop it. Probably pretty bad. Oh, we should talk about probably pretty bad things going on with LTTstore.com. Huh? We actually have some dead stock. So for the oh. first time in basically forever, we are going to run some promos. Hey, yeah, it's been a minute. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. On LTTstore.com, we ordered like thousands too many of the 1200 millimeter by 700 millimeter desk pad. So I'm going to pull, actually, Luke is going to pull that up so I can go ahead and uh, it. share his screen. You go, Oh, Luke can share his own Done. screen now. I love that. Amazing. No, I will take it back. <laughs> we both have stream decks. Well, are you not going to, you're not going to fight me? Because I'll fight you. Oh, no, I'll oh, fight you. Uh, I'll fight you. I can spam it. You can. I can spam <laughs> <laughs> okay, which one was it? 1,200 by... By three, 700. By 700, okay. If you pick up a 1.2 meter by 70 centimeter desk pad... That's a big pad. You can get a free dad hat with discount code MAYTHEDESKPAD. Valid through Tuesday, 11.59 Pacific Time. Also, Constellation shirts are still available through the weekend, hey. and we will be taking the listing down on Monday. If you don't have one already, either the short sleeve or the long sleeve, you are going to want to get on that. Actually, I've got that one up on my screen. Constellation shirt, this is our last printing of it. I really need to get a couple of these long sleeves because I think they look amazing. Yeah. And I, my old... Actually, my old constellation has held up really well, but I don't have a long sleeve. Speaking of Monday, keep uh, an hold eye. Hold on, hold on. We got one more thing. One more thing that okay. Nick wants me okay. to have in here. Okay. Uh, right. So, key selling point for the 1200 by 700 desk pad is that it is so big that if you and your whole household need desk pads, <laughs> I'm not encouraging you to cut it up into four desk pads. Oh. I'm just telling you, you probably could. <laughs> <laughs> well, think about it. 35 yeah. mil, okay, by... Your edges What would be that be? Well, no, great. you'll have to be careful. Yeah. You could give it a little a little bit of fire. Yeah. But yeah. 35 mil by, what, like 600 mil is a decent-sized desk pad, and it costs exactly the same amount as the rest of them. That's why those ones, I think, that's my theory <laughs> as to why those ones were moving really, really well at the beginning. But then... I think it was like an early mention of that that kind of drove a spike in it. Oh. So we reordered based on that spike. And then we never like reminded people, you know, hey, if you don't care about the really nicely stitched edges and if the design really doesn't mean that much to you, um, this is essentially like four $7.50 desk pads. <laughs> Go for it. That's so, actually pretty amazing. Yeah, we got to move like, some. Let's do this. The You would end up with a bad edge, but you can absolutely fix it. And you can do a better fix than just a flame too. There's more you can do to it. That's true, but come on, most people won't. That's probably all you'll do. Uh, but yep. we're gonna, oh yeah, right. Yes. And Nope, sorry, sorry. Nick is first. Okay. Uh, Creator Warehouse ha has a new job posting up over on... Linusmediagroup.com. Mine was going to be a job posting. No, no, they get their job posting first. 
Um, we need a tool design engineer. We need someone who is a specialist in tools. Not because the screwdriver is having trouble. The screwdriver is absolutely on track for a summer release. But because we are so happy with the screwdriver that we want to more pursue more tools. Man. Heck yeah. Oh, man. This is great. Uh, I, okay, I'm about to go into story time. Sorry, we will hear about your job posting eventually. But oh. this story time is really good. On every video, really important. on every video talking about the screwdriver, whether oh. it's a clip from Wan Show, whether it's the the unlisted video on YouTube that's on the the product page, yeah. uh, anytime I go through it, there's in particular there was this one seemingly extremely small tool review channel that literally posted dozens of comments comparing the the build quality and features and fit and finish of our screwdriver to other screwdrivers that were definitely better and definitely cheaper. I actually ended up, I very rarely block people, but I'm sitting here going, at this point, do that this is basically video. commercial spam. Like you yeah. actually may not, you may not do that. You can do it, you can post one comment saying how you feel about it, but it was dozens and dozens of comments. Literally every reply would have have this person talking about, in particular, oh. this one uh, Vera, Vera one, or Vera, however you pronounce it. It's German with okay. a W. So yeah. no, Vera, I think. Yeah. Um, this one Vera driver, and then there was one other one that they were just pushing, 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 pushing. Uh, I'm not gonna, I'm, I am not going to take a position on the quality of the Vera driver. But what I will say is that we ordered one to look at it and it inspired us to do a pop-up shop with the first thousand units of our screwdriver. So we're working on that right now because this is my solution to how to not take pre-orders but be able to fix our cash flow problem. So I was already kind of thinking about it and then seeing this competing product made me think, I know how to do this. The first thousand units are what's called a top of production, uh, like a top of production run. So you, you're using your full mass production tooling and machinery, but you don't actually mass produce. You don't build all 100,000 units. You do 1,000 units so that if something does go catastrophically wrong compared to the, the small test runs, right. yeah. you can fix it before you make 100,000 units. Yeah. So we're doing 1,000 units. And what we were going to, and then we're going to airship them here so that we can hand inspect every single one of them. Uh, and what we were going to do is we were going to just sit on them, wait till we had twenty to 30,000 units completely and built and boxed, and then open the floodgates. But I was inspired. I was inspired by not just the Vera driver, but some of the other ones that people have been posting are so much better than our screwdriver, in spite of the fact that, no, for a fact, they never touched ours. Yeah. Um, I was inspired to do a pop-up shop where we're going to have a thousand units available. It'll be here somewhere in the in the greater Vancouver area. And at that pop-up shop, we are going to have tables. I was going to say. Just cheap, crappy, cheap, crappy folding tables with pretty much every competing screwdriver. And I am very confident that people are going to walk into the pop-up shop and buy ours. <laughs> are you going to have? Are you going to have like some some like wood with screws in it? Or is For that sure. a little too scary? Absolutely. No, that's okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, of course. I just didn't know if there's like I don't know if working with tools is like like what do you have could to be a lot. They're hand tools. I'm not worried about the liability. Yeah, yeah, okay. it could be fine. If someone know. manages to like gouge their eye out with a screwdriver, like you know what? I'll I'll roll that die. I don't <laughs> think it's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I and then what's great about that 
is that because we're airshipping those first thousand units and we weren't going to start the mass production of everything else until we've already inspected them anyway, if we run the pop-up shop right after we finish inspection and packaging, then all of those people who buy it can leave a review. In fact, we will make it extremely convenient for them to leave a review with the full context of all the other products available on the market. Those reviews will go up on the site. And at that point, we open it up for back orders because now it's not a pre-order. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. was a limited release, but it's enough that we can get enough units out there that real people, verified purchasers, will be able to give their impressions. We will, as always, we don't censor reviews on LTTStore.com. So I always have to give this little caveat. Yep. Yes, we do. But the only things that we pull out are highly inappropriate content that does never include a negative review. Yeah, it's not if it's critical. There, there's been people that have posted like... No, don't give them... Yeah. But we do remove stuff, but not because it's critical of the product. Yeah, yeah. Or, or our customer service or anything like that. We always leave that stuff up. We yeah. do appreciate when people go back and edit their reviews if we do fix the problem after the fact. Yeah, um, by the way, sure. you're just throwing that out there. <laughs> uh, but we won't take them down and we won't edit them ourselves. Actually, that might be a better way to proactively address that. Instead of replying to people and saying, hey, if you feel this issue is resolved, uh, please go back and change your review. We could say, hey, here, we feel we've resolved this. If you're happy with this edit, we could do it for you because it just would reduce friction. Yeah, but then you're getting into editing other people's stuff. Only if they say okay. Actively. Yeah, but doing it at all gets questionable. Yeah, it's just that if, the, if it's something like it never arrived and then we like send them another one and it arrives, like, can we just say, Hey, can we update? Can we can we add this to your thing? Edit. It has arrived. I'm not now. even 100 sure we can edit them. Oh, really? Um, okay. Well, I, I I don't I, like. We might be able later. to. I just I have no idea. But yeah. Um, knock. One 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 nine says, "What if the verified purchasers noticed a common issue with the screwdrivers that was not caught during testing and manufacturing?" Uh, I I I really doubt it. If it happens, I man, I really doubt it. Um, yeah, if it happens, like obviously we're not going to release this thing till we're happy with it. It's that simple. Yeah. Uh, DK Strider asks, why not send one to Gamers Nexus to review? You say that as though we don't obviously have an influencer driver in Gamers Nexus's colorway <laughs> already sitting waiting to go once we can put a finished ratchet in it. Come on. <laughs> Come on, guys. Are you kidding me? Dude, one step ahead. Are you kidding me? Can one I do step my ahead? announcement now? One step ahead. Do you know how many influencer oh drivers goodness. we have ready? We've got a pink one for iJustine. You know, okay, so, we've someone, got a... someone in the chat mentioned that I can actually just bleep you now. Oh, <laughs> that is true. <laughs> All right, fine. Okay. Do your thing. Okay. We're fire hiring, not firing. Whew. We're hiring five people. Um, the postings are going to go up on linusmediagroup.com slash jobs on Monday. Three of them are positions that have already been announced on WAN Show. Um, I am looking for more applicants. If you have already applied to the back end and front end positions, you have probably received an email asking for your resume and stuff at that at this point. You do not need to reapply. Please do not reapply. Um, but yeah, there's those postings are going to be going up on linusmediagroup.com slash jobs. I'm going to be hiring two JavaScript-based back-end developers and one JavaScript-based front-end developer. Uh, I am also looking for just a very generalist junior dev. Um, 
that position is going to have to be real generalist because I'm genuinely looking for someone who is going to be able to work in. I, I don't expect a vast amount of experience. I am saying a junior dev, uh, but has at least played with a little bit uh, JavaScript and PHP. Usually I'm looking for one or the other, um, but this time it's both. Um, that role is going to be working on a pretty wide range of things, including the the inventory system that Linus Media Group uses, um, so some stuff for Creator Warehouse, um, the, the forum, like it's, it's, it's going to be very wide ranging. Um, and the other positions are a machine, uh, machine vision slash machine learning position, one spot. Uh, and man, I'm forgetting one off the top of my head. Or is that it? One, two, three, four. I thought there was a fifth. Maybe yeah, why don't you spend all the money? Anyways, yeah. I mean, why even worry about it? Just Lots spend. Of developers. Just spend. I mean, we got a building to fill. Actually, that's probably worth talking Wait, about. Wait, no, that's it, actually. Yeah, two backends, one front end, machine learning, junior dev. Five positions. If you're interested, Ugh. please check it out. Whew. So, we're expanding. Yeah. Do you guys want to talk about Lab 2? Yeah. Let's talk about Lab 2. I thought you were supposed to talk internally about this. I did. Oh, okay. I I posted it in the internal chat. Okay, cool. And we tweeted about it this morning. Okay, sweet. This... Ladies and gentlemen, woo, woo, dang, dang, that's a real building. It's lab two. It looks. Lab one is officially deprecated. Looks very grown. <laughs> yeah. We literally never moved into it. Uh, we've got some other ideas for things that we might do with oh, lab one. Oh, sorry. To be very clear, just in case I didn't say it, those postings for jobs are going up on Monday. Okay. Not, not now. Yeah. Monday. So go look on Monday. Yeah. Um. Lab one, yeah, we've got some other ideas for what we might do with it. It's possible that it could end up being a space for lab equipment still that needs to be sound isolated from everything else. It's possible it could end up being more studio space. It's possible that we could um, <laughs> move the business team over there. Got him. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, I actually hey. don't think the plan is to put the business team there. It's not actually that stupid. Now that I think about it, because they kind of need to work with everybody. Honestly, so we've they sort of just... thought of like almost every team going yeah. over there. Yeah, point. yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. We had an executive power lunch today sort of discussing what some of the different options are. So lab one, we will likely still find a use for. It's also just possible that we will sell it depending on how things go with Screwdriver and Backpack. <laughs> Anywho... <laughs> We uh, we one, reached one quick aside because I've had yeah. a bunch of questions about it. The machine learning slash vision position is local. All the rest of those positions can potentially be remote, but it would be preferred if they're local, and yeah. it is highly preferred if, regardless if you're remote or not, you are Canadian. Okay. Do you want to talk specs of the lab two? Yeah, sure. Lab two is just shy of twenty thousand square feet. So it will just about double our overall footprint, like as an entire organization, Yeah, uh, nearly double it. Uh, it will right now, the only thing that is guaranteed to be there is the lab team. So if you missed last week's WAN show, it's going to be headed by Gary Key, formerly of Anan, Anan Tech, Anon Tech, and more recently, formerly the uh, director of marketing for Asus North America. The guy's super technical, super driven, uh, really excited to get back into media. You can't tell because he sounds like this, but... 
he is. He does seem pretty amped. Yeah, yeah, he's he's like actually amped. I've known him for a long time. I've followed him for a long time. I have a ton of respect for Gary. He's going to be heading up the team there. We've actually got three of Gary's underlings already started. We've got additional bodies coming in. You're I'm like see, rocking already too. Oh yeah, you're going to see more job postings coming up over the next little bit. Um, we're going to see how much of this ends up filling up with lab, but I suspect it'll be a fair bit of it. And we're going to have to figure out how to play shuffle the other people in the existing spaces because man, I got some, I got some wacky ideas. Like uh, we had a meeting with the labs guys earlier this week and they're sitting there telling me, I mean, look, Linus, the way thermal chambers work is you've got to have this extremely broad range of temperatures, typically from negative 55 to whatever. I I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. The point is <laughs> you typically want this range and they need to be small so you can quickly turn them up and down to whatever you want. And I'm sitting here going, yeah, details, details, details. Okay. So they did their whole spiel and I'm like, right, that's nice. But I want one that I can walk in so that I can shoot in it. And they're like, <laughs> Linus, you don't need one of those because everything that happens inside the thermal chamber can be translated into a graph. And I'm like, no, I wish to walk inside a freaking walk in deep freeze and talk about, you know, show the people the which battery is, drain of this phone sucking. Way more interesting. And so we compromised. We're building both. Yeah. We're going to do small ones with like, Oh man, our mobile testing guy. Uh, I'll tell you all about him once he's off probation. He like just started on Tuesday. But our mobile testing guy is talking about like like a conveyor belt that freaking like moves the devices between different chambers and crap, so it can like automate the testing. Man, hell yeah, this is gonna be awesome. really expensive. Yeah. Um, our power supply tester. I, I guess I can start to talk about that now. Our power supply tester was like a hundred and twenty thousand US dollars. <laughs> <laughs> But it is literally apparently better than the one Seasonic has. <laughs> well, just newer. Oh, okay. Because okay. it's the it's the latest. That makes sense. It's the latest model. Yeah. Uh, I'm, man, I'm I'm jacked. Uh, we have so this building, right? It's I think twenty three. It's twenty two or twenty three foot ceilings. So any you know inventory we needed to carry, like we need you know a bunch of motherboards from different generations or whatever, we can palletize that, throw it up into the rafters. It's got six hundred volts uh, or six hundred amps of six hundred volt power, so we can run basically whatever we want over there and put some you know crypto miners in the ceiling with some fans for heating in the winter. Uh, I mean, probably probably that that is not a very good mm. way to heat the building in the winter. Yeah, I'm I'm just. God. relax people relax just relax <laughs> the point is there's lots of power uh there's about 4500 square feet of office space and that will either hmm, that could end up being office space luke wants an office luke do you want an office i can just permanently be remote or i can have an office would it, you like an office sort of yeah do you want an office? okay okay <laughs> we're gonna give luke an office there <laughs> that'd be cool <laughs> The rest of it's up for grabs, so it'll either be additional lab stuff. I could see, say, for example, the soundbar speaker testing room being inside the office area because yeah. there's parking limitations and zoning limitations. We can't build, we can't build out more rooms. Actually, I think if they're like production rooms or like testing rooms, testing enclosures, because you can build a paint booth. So if we, oh. so if we build like a, 
as long as it's, it's on office space it's like a technical it's not. room well it isn't office space yeah exactly So we just have to make sure we apply for it with the right coding so it's possible that we could do a speaker or like a soundbar testing room out in the out in the warehouse area but if we can't then that might end up being in the office area just so that they can actually test stuff all day and not dis- mm-hmm. disturb anyone else yeah so there's a lot of stuff for us to figure out but there's tons of power tons of space uh hires are coming in if it's not clear to you guys already, we are going through a period of just ridiculous growth right now. Hopefully you guys are all cool with that. And man, I got to tell you, like, I'm excited. I'm excited. This is going to be absolutely wild over the next like six months to three years. Because there is so much work to do. Labs needs its own website. There's going to be there's going to have to be multiple channels around the work that they're doing. You got to do behind the scenes, you know, showing how we how we develop our testing procedures. I think the the filming in the lab, like I know the the original like way back plan didn't even include filming in the lab. No, and no. now but there wasn't space. Yeah, and and but but now like all all the testing stuff is being thought out with this additional space for filming and all that kind of stuff like like the second you were talking about a thermal chamber that you can sit in like needing to go through the entire process of one of those tests would actually just be like hilariously interesting to watch yeah like that'd be really cool it'd be very engaging content Um, 100% so yeah I think that's great I am jacked yeah I'm really excited um Man, is there anything else that I can really say about it? I guess not really. Like I've got uh, the the, the hires that are in here already are sort of sending me their proposals for what their footprints are going to look like in the lab. I mean, I guess I guess it kind of depends on what you guys have for questions. Uh, just a reminder, guys, we Merge do messages. not monitor uh, we do not monitor super chats over on YouTube. Uh, the way to send a message into the show is uh, checking out lttstore.com. We've got a promo running on the largest desk pads, the uh, 1.2 meter by 700 millimeter ones, where you can get a free dad hat with discount code MayTheDeskPad. Um, when we are live streaming, you guys can see in the cart, there's a place to leave a merch message. So if you guys have any questions or anything you want to see us discuss on the show, you can put them there. You might get a reply from our producer, Bell, or you might uh, see us discuss it, or you might just see your message pop up down here, like uh, Christian down there, Christian M. Yeah. What's our next topic for today? Oh, wait, should we do a couple merch messages? We should probably do a couple merch messages. Tommy W. asks... So, Taryn left, as some oh, wait, both that's, seen. Oh, okay, but I guess we're doing a different one. Yes, go ahead. And with that, Tommy asks, Luke, if you were to quit, what gift would you give Linus? Because Karen gave Linus a gift when he had quit. Oh, man. We have had an extremely long friendship at this point. We have never been gift-giving people. Um, Yeah. Luke and I both give each other the gift of no obligation to give gifts. Which is a fantastic gift. It's actually a great gift. I'm super down. Um I think I might have some gift ideas for you in that dock of mine. I'm going to go look. So I'm going to put pressure on you while you try to think of wow. something. Wow. I'm awful, aren't I? I don't I don't know. Um I You could just cheese it and watch chat cuz they're probably going to give you good ideas. I don't think they would because like you're not a very materialistic person. And if you really wanted something, you would just get it. So there's nothing, there's no like, I can't give you something like of value. You know what I mean? Right. So it would have to be something of sentiment. 
there's probably stuff that I just like have around that would be meaningful if I passed off. Um, but I do have a really cool gift idea in here for you. Dang it. My one for Brandon is better. I don't think I have anything. I don't think I have anything on the spot. I am certain I would be able to think of something. Um, but I mean, it hasn't exactly crossed my mind. So should I just tell you or should I just like finally do this and give it to you? I guess I could just tell you because then there's no obligation to to uh, I. So I came up with the idea of surprising you at some point with a youngest Geek Squad member in history plaque or trophy. <laughs> just because I know that's one of your proudest achievements. It's pretty cool, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my, I'm not going to say the one that I have for Brandon, but I'll show it to you because I think it's actually the funniest thing ever. Oh, man. Okay, that's actually fantastic. We actually do need to get that for him. <laughs> yeah. Just because it's constant. It's oh, constant. Man. Maybe we should yeah. just do it. Okay, tell you what. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. We're going to get it. We're going to get our gift for Brandon. Is it? Is it PC? I would just... Okay. Uh, you may never see it acknowledged publicly. <laughs> yeah. It's not the most PC thing ever. It's good, though. It's funny. It's very Brandon, though. Yeah, it is. All right. Let's do a couple more, shall we? Uh, yeah. So, from Dominic, I built my first PC about a week ago. Do you have any tips on the correct or best UPS for your PC or any recommendations? Oh, my. Wow. I mean... Okay, step number one is making sure that you buy something with an adequate power delivery capacity. And I got to say, I maybe this is just me being a non-electrical you know, engineering nerd, but I actually hate that UPSs are rated in anything other than watts. Yeah. It drives me just crazy because at the end of the day, that's the only thing that I care about. As a when fellow I, pleb, it's pretty annoying. Yeah, it's like, why? why? Like every time I tell someone they should get a UPS, they're always like, what is this? Why is it measured that way? And I'm just like, oh, man. Yeah, <laughs> for whatever reason, they feel the need to provide the capacity in volt amps. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, technically, it's not incorrect, but it's just, it's frustrating and it's confusing. So you've got a 600 volt amp APC backup, backups, uh, backups, uh, back UPS. Oh my goodness. Anyway, the point is, okay, 330 watt. That's what I want to know because that's what everything that I'm going to connect to it is going to tell me its power consumption in. Uh, now... It, it, it does, there is a reason they do it this way because it can help inform how long it might last on battery, I guess. Does it even? I can't, I can't remember. Every once in a while, I will go through and I will just like relearn these conversions and, and why it's like this. Um, is, that the, is that the battery capacity? Someone or in chat it said the... it might be a, an insurance thing. I personally uh, did the research on this a really long time ago. Yeah. I'm talking a very long time ago, like many years. Uh, and I bought it on a hefty sale. So I'm putting both of those caveats in front of it. But I personally have an, an APC 1500 volt amp, which I just looked it up on Amazon. The model literally hasn't changed at all in like the like six or seven years since I bought it. Um, I've swapped the battery on it uh, and it's gone through a lot of different like brownouts and power outages and stuff. And it's been great. 
the whole time. So, so people are saying, uh, yes, the correct conversion is power factor times volt amps equals watts. So like, there's a reason that they do it, but it would be a lot easier for plebs like me to understand which UPS if we can just kind of know what it is in watts, especially because power factor correction is so often like 99% anyway. So unless you're in a in a real edge case, um, you're not going to need it rated this way. But anyway, basically what you need to know is two things. How much power the connected equipment that you want it to back up draws, and then how long you want that equipment to run. So that'll affect how beefy of a UPS you need, like how much, how much power it can actually uh, deliver off of its... Uh, DC, because batteries are DC, off of its DC to AC, that would be an inverter then, off of its inverter, uh, or inverters, I don't know much about the architecture of UPSs, maybe they have more than one, it's, sorry. Um, so you need to know that, and then you also need to know how big the batteries need to be. So that'll affect how long it will deliver that power when the AC power coming into it is cut. I would say as long as you go with a reputable brand, like... APC or uh, do they um does Eaton do consumer UPSs? Uh I don't think they did when I did my research like forever ago, but Let's a good see. company. Uh Eaton does. Yeah. Nice. So as long as you go with an APC or an Eaton or something reputable, then it's pretty hard to go wrong. When you're when you're buying a device like this, I would I would actually highly recommend making sure that you get one that's reputable. That's sort of the whole point. Um so yeah, but yeah, I would highly recommend it. I, I've I've honestly had a lot of people. Um, I've had some other creators that have reached out to me having problems with their computers, and some other friends that have reached out to me having problems with computers, and just trying to work through things on the phone, which is often annoying and difficult. But a lot oh, of the right, times, yeah. I end up just getting them like like one in particular. I was like, I feel like this is literally just your outlet. And I had them like move it somewhere else in their house and plug it in, and it was suddenly stable. And Remember like, when yeah, we did the collab with Austin, where yeah. we tried to overclock his super jank computer, and it was as simple as plugging it into a UPS, and all of a sudden it worked. Yep. I mean, there there used to be dirty power in the bench den. I've been told so many times by people far more knowledgeable than me that it shouldn't matter, but it, it just absolutely does. And yet, I cannot shake my lived experiences. Many of them that. This computer was unstable, and then I plugged it into a UPS, and it was stable, and then I put it back directly into the wall, and then it was unstable. Yeah, and you can like try it a bunch of times not on the UPS, and then try it a bunch of times on the UPS, and it will never work not on the UPS, and it will work every time on the UPS, and it's like, uh. So I just don't know what to tell you. I'm sorry. And they're really nice to have because of power outages and brown outs and all that other type of stuff. So yeah, I think they're a very good idea as an investment. Strongly recommended. Uh, yeah. Bell is going through a whack of incoming merch messages. So I'm just going to go ahead and uh, read the next one. Is that cool, Bell? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Wade asks, hey, boys, what is the dream size and scope of LTX? Do you have plans for it to become as big as something like CES or Computex? We are not competing with CES and Computex. No. Our intention is not to become like an electronics show. I think that really it's more about community. LTX is, uh, you know, first and foremost, like we absolutely wanted to have manufacturers there showing off the coolest wares, but really the booths that we worked on were more about experiencing 
yeah. really cool projects that we've worked on, learning to solder, learning to build a computer, um, you know, getting a chance to come and connect with other technology enthusiasts, and most importantly, bringing in as many of your favorite technology influencers as we could possibly oh, yeah. afford so that they can all be in one place to do collabs, to uh, do you know, photo shoots and meet and greets with folks like you. That's the identity that we want for LTX. The LAN is going to be, by the time we finally get to do another one, the LAN will be bigger and better. So we want it to be just like gaming and technology enthusiasm concentrated. Just like squeeze. Yeah, there, there's something that I thought was really cool, and I know there's some really positive sentiment around, was there were some things that you could do there um, that for a lot of people wasn't going to be feasible. Yeah, just even experiencing VR. The the delitting of CPUs. Oh, yeah, that too. That was there, cool. there was some like really cool stuff that like, yeah, this this might be for that individual the only real opportunity they have to actually do this without seriously risking like their entire investment in their computer or whatever else. Um, also, you're talking about seriously awesome creators that we brought out. We brought out a lot of Floatplane people that time as well. Mm -hmm. And Shank Mods has joined Floatplane. Yep. So... Check it out. His page is up. Uh, if you're if you're left uh, wanting by his extremely long gaps between YouTube uploads, yes, um, there's there's more stuff on Flowplane. He has unique content on Flowplane. Uh, we talked for a little while about like content style on Flowplane. He's planning on doing a lot of uh, more easy to get out there content that might not. Hey, there we go. Uh, that might not necessarily match the content that goes on his YouTube channel, like he was recently at a show and he just filmed some stuff at the show and now it's on Floatplane. He also did a over an hour long director's commentary of his uh, GameCube Joy-Con video mm -hmm. going over a lot of like behind the scenes things and stuff That's that he cool. uh, wasn't able to necessarily include in the video. I mean, he works on these things for like six months, right? Yeah. He works on them for a really long time. Absolutely. So there's a lot Mad of lad. cool stuff that doesn't necessarily make it in the video. He also bakes a lot of like Easter eggs and stuff in. So I don't know. It's very cool. I would check it out. Definitely worth it. Yeah. All right. What's our next topic, Luke? Hit me. We've got some juicy ones. Um, let's talk about this one wheel thing, I think. No. This? Yeah. I think it's time. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, why don't do you mind grabbing yeah, it while yeah. I walk through this? So our our old friend Ivan, who worked here from 2017 to 2019, and who I actually worked with back in back in my NCIX days, has offered up his complete GPU collection for auction, with proceeds going to help civ civilians in the humanitarian crisis in Ukraine. Uh, the Radeon 9700 Pro in here. Can you find it? That looks like it could be... Nope, that's too thick and heavy. Okay, Luke's going to find it. The Radeon 9700 Pro in here was the first GPU he ever purchased with his own money. And Ivan's collection originally encompassed every single flagship GPU ever made by both ATI slash AMD and NVIDIA, starting from the Rage series in 1996 on the red side and the Riva 128 side, or, or, or Riva 128 from the green side. There's also the 3DFX Voodoo 5500, the last card released by that company. And this is the same collection that we actually showcased at LTX 2018. A few specimens were lost to time and attrition, but the rest were kept boxed up or on the display shelf. Special care was taken to ensure that the cards are reference design cards. And it should be noted that while all the cards were tested and were originally functional, we can't guarantee that they all work now. 
However, we can add, oh, here it is. Thank you, Luke. This we, collection, by the way, is just like legitimately legendary. I, I've known about this since the first time I've ever met him. Yep. This, this is like, this is absolutely a thing. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. Da, 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 da. Love that. Love that heat spreader on the back. Of course it has the sticker. <laughs> of course it does. It's just a very Ivan thing for it to still have. Um, <laughs> the centerpiece of the collection is the fully functional, period-correct rebuild of the very first gaming system to have two graphics cards with a pair of then-flagship Voodoo 2 12-megabyte cards in SLI. It is actually the same one seen in... Dun, 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 oh my god. Include... Wait, what is this? Oh no, never mind, I thought this was an ad. It is the same one seen in this video! Here we go. Skipping ahead. Come on, can we show? There it is. Oh, okay. Hold on. There's oh, there's game footage. Hold on. Okay, SLI. Okay, come on. There it is. <laughs> this system. Uh, Luke, do you want to lift it up? I would, but oh. it's too heavy for me. Yeah, there's a tower there. So if you were wanting to play very old games the way they were meant to be played jk that tagline didn't come along until after uh 3dfx got acquired by nvidia um, if you want to play old games the way they were played back in the day this is one of the last of its kind on the planet and it's so legit even its copy of windows 98 is also legit oh dang I was gonna um, open it up, but I'm gonna leave it. I'm gonna leave it fully intact, right? Luke now. and I are gonna go through and sign every one of these GPUs so that you guys will know this is the authentic original Ivan collection, and we are donating all of the proceeds to SOS Children's Villages Ukraine. SOS is an NGO that is dedicated to helping war orphans and vulnerable children in general. The organization operates in 136 countries and territories around the planet, doing what they can to help kids and their families. As of this writing, SOS has helped over 5,000 people evacuate, relocate, receive uh, psychosocial support, and survive. Uh, we appreciate any support that you can provide, even if you don't want the cards, and you can donate to SOS through the link in our video description. Luke, you and I have some graphics cards to sign. I get the feeling we're not going to get through all of these um, on stream. I, I feel like maybe I didn't actually realize I should have. This is quite the task. Maybe yes. we should try to sign these during the merch messages section at the end. Sure. Okay. Yeah, that sounds yeah. good to me. Yeah, yeah why don't we cool. do that? I'm happy we announced it now, though. Yes. Because it's sweet. Let's go ahead and jump into our next topic. Okay. Um, and before we do that, massive shout out, Ivan. Yeah, um, super cool. This is just extremely generous, and uh, we're we're so excited to to help you out with it, and hopefully, uh, just raise. You know what? Let's just let's just say whatever whatever the whatever the winning bid is. Once everything's confirmed and everything's paid, we're gonna go ahead and match it. So nice. consider your bid a doubled up bid. Awesome. Uh, I think we should jump into the one wheel topic. It's very long. Mm. We'll try to make it digestible though. One um, long wheel. Future Motion mm. or the company behind. <laughs> what even is that? <laughs> I don't know. Future Motion is the company behind One Wheel. Uh, it's been getting a lot of negative press for a couple months now, uh, primi primarily over their One Wheel electric skateboards. And they deserve it. Sorry, go ahead. I think is their main product, and and I do agree. Um, there, there's been a few things going on. The high energy battery uses a very small connector that is prone to heating up. There's a large metal nut that is mounted on a plastic post that snaps very easily. This nut. 
the I knew something was coming after I said large metal net. The the charging cable has a tendency to shear off at strain relief. Hold on, is, I, oh I'm gonna I'm oh, gonna I gotta show oh I gotta show these I gotta show these on screen while you're talking. Oh that's a video. Hold on hold on. The, large uh, the newer, Nard's large nut is also a video. Oh good gravy. Okay, well, these are all video timestamps. Yeah, from... this topic's really long. I don't think we're going to be able to bring them all up. Oh, good. It's Rossman. Okay, it's a friendly channel. Oh, so hey, I can just show this stuff. Okay, so this thing shears off. Oh, that's that's brilliant. All right. Thanks, thanks Rossman. Um, better to seek permission, forgiveness than permission. Thank you for letting us <laughs> use your footage. Um, you, the, okay, the, the newer ahead. GT model has some problems with the early units being DOA. And this is by far my favorite one. This is actually amazing. It has a problem that they call ghosting. It's very different than keyboard ghosting. Uh, this ghosting is where apparently it'll just take off on its own after you get off of it. And it can go like 20 miles an hour and it weighs 35 pounds. So you're sending this like... You're potentially turning someone into a ghost. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it's actually potentially very rough. Um, like, oof. Um, Future Motion uh, has only one single service center in California and they have one of the most fantastic claims from a clearly <laughs> extremely profit-focused company that I've ever seen, which Future Motion CEO claims that repairs are not a profit center for them and are quite expensive. <laughs> what? Uh, still, they're looking to expand their regional repair options. Wait, hold on a second. This is, like, this is an actual... This is one of those things, like... It's well, another YouTube video, so I'm like... This is, like, Artesian Builds getting on camera and making the problem worse, you know? Yeah. Repair really. Really. Unless you're a company. What stop. <laughs> no, you need to stop. For the second time this show, you just need to stop, Luke, because I think this is I think this is a fair criticism, okay, of the repair the repairing your stuff that was broken industry. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, it is yeah. not profitable to sell something that breaks and to have to fix it. What's the so, what's the best buy service plan called? I don't remember. If oh, you don't know. buy that, then you, <laughs> you should gotta pay up. Yeah, you should just be screwed. Yeah. Yeah. Consumers should just know that our stuff is just gonna break. It's gotta be, it's gotta be and a And that's not a profitable profit for us center. to fix. Yeah. Can't you please think of the billionaire business owners? Yeah. Will someone please think of the shareholders? <laughs> Sorry, go on. Go on. Um, it's it's a problem right now because Future Motion's FedEx account was embargoed due to not declaring hazardous materials on shipping labels. Uh, they allegedly told customers to black out the dangerous goods markings on return boxes because they didn't declare them. <laughs> Many many owners would probably prefer to service uh, to service it themselves. Some of these actually sound very uh, self fixable, um, and you'd think that Future Motion would be down for this, considering you know repairs aren't profitable, and they might have to build another repair center. Um, but uh, that's a that's a no, I believe. I lost oh. my spot. Dang it. Um, but yeah, but you'd you'd think they would be down for this, considering the cost, like I just kind of mentioned, except. Unplugging the battery just, you know, bricks the board. Very because cool. Because you. And it just tells you to contact support. Future Motion says modifying the battery circuit in any way is a risk for damage or injury because it's calibrated at the factory for each one wheel. Um, 
it has apparently with with high power lions uh mistakes can get very bad very quickly fair enough Future Motion has seen a lot of, in quotes, seen a lot of incidents of battery fires that have been caused by third-party mods. Um, honestly, s listening to the issues that your first-party creations have, maybe that's not actually that big of a deal. Yeah, um, is there is there an actual increase in fires and problems, yeah. or is it just... <laughs> or you just seen a couple videos. Um, all of this would be bad enough, but Future Motion also... Uh, Future Motion also sued JW Batteries, a company that makes replacement batteries on copyright grounds. They say that the uh, battery lockout... Copyright grounds? Sorry, we copyrighted our battery? <laughs> they Go say ahead. That the... No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm gonna let you finish. <laughs> they said the battery lockout is DRM, uh, which is notionally protected by the DMCA. Oh, oh, this is cool. Leonard French goes into why it probably isn't. In, in a video that he has. That's another Floatplane creator. If you're interested, maybe check him out on Floatplane. Leonard French is fantastic. Um, actually, really cool content. Um, yeah, really, really rough. Apparently today the suit was dismissed, but not on the merits, rather on jurisdiction, which is... Um, that's just typical legal things. Yeah, sure. I don't know about that kind of stuff, but that's kind of funny to me. So we don't know whether Future Motion will continue to pursue the case, but it's like... Uh, it's but don't buy a one where, wheel. Yeah, basically. Because <laughs> if, if your whole thing is going to be safety, well, fine. Then create documentation, work with third parties, or at the very least, uh, you know, have as part of your EULA that you're not responsible for any, you know, changes made by a third party. Fine, cover, cover your butt. The battery sounds like it. it could be potentially spooky, but you can always work with like, um, like verifying certain repair centers or. Something well, you like know that. what's a lot more dangerous, uh, right? You know what's a lot. More, you know what's a lot more dangerous than some than an end user unplugging the battery to make a change to the board. Uh, an end user being afraid to unplug their battery because it's going to brick their one wheel and trying to make some kind of change while the battery is freaking plugged in. Yeah. Like, are you really creating a more safe situation? Or, or shipping hazardous materials with the logos blacked out, or uh, having a uh, yeah, that <laughs> matters it, a 30, lot. Thirty-five pound board traveling twenty miles per hour with no one controlling it. Shippers need to know when there are lithium batteries in a in a container. Yeah, like that matters a lot. Yep. Yeah, this is brutal. Really not cool. Don't buy a one wheel. Yeah, I th I think it's that simple. And honestly, I I'll say right now, like. We don't hate brands. No. We don't hate companies. I'm just and certain there's another one of these types of vehicular devices. The that second that would be great. The second that one wheel reverses their course and embraces right to repair and makes it simpler for users to get the product they freaking paid for, in this case, we will happily issue a retraction of our do not buy a one wheel statement. Yeah, sure. Happily. Yeah. We're ready. Totally down. Is one wheel ready? Hopefully. I hope so. I doubt it. Man, it's so funny. Like, people give us such a hard time about, like, oh, you guys hate Apple. It's like, no. I use their products. I acknowledge when they do something good. It just happens to be that Apple is a spectacularly anti-consumer company. I have and suggested their products to people before. Whatever reason, people don't, people won't see it. They can't see it. I mean, it's it's just it's just baffling to me. Some of so, like, and it's it feels like such a stupid thing to complain about, especially after so long. But why do we get over these things? Why would we get over it that yeah. you can't reposition home screen icons wherever you wish? Why Super should I get over that? That's honestly one of my biggest 
friction points, and it sounds silly, but that's one of my biggest friction points with using an iPhone, is I really like a very clean home screen, and then I hide my stuff elsewhere. I don't necessarily know why, I've just always done it. And just all your stuff getting dumped there feels so cluttered and claustrophobic to me. And you can make, they, they, they got folders now and stuff like that. I still, doesn't fix it for but me. But the fact that you cannot, they, they must populate each yeah. screen left to right, top to bottom. Hate it. Hate it. Hate it so much. And it's just, just, just stop. <laughs> you, you clearly can do it. You just won't. And it's just one of those things where it's just the only possible reason that I can imagine is it's some like like cappuccino sipping executive being like, mm -hmm, well, see the difference between iOS and macOS is that this is mobile first and this is this and then mobile we something like it's got to be some because there's no objective proper reason that you shouldn't be able to put an icon wherever the hell you want to. So whatever it is has to be astonishingly stupid. Yeah, probably. Um, or they just hate their users. Those are the only two possible outcomes. Either they're evil or they're stupid because it's so simple to fix. Yeah, like, do I even have it on me? Uh, as your sky says, I have small hands, so I keep icons on the bottom. Apple says no. And it's funny. That is exactly my sitch here. I do not like having apps in the top. I have my widgets there. I have my search bar. And everything I need to access is populated. So my Gmail is my primary. Everything I need to access starts on the bottom left and goes out toward the top right. And even someone with larger hands apparently feels the exact same way about it. It's just easier. It's just Why would you make it more objectively better. Yeah, and these are like... This is Play Store, which I actually check a lot uh maps and floatplane and then like my my you know five at the bottom which i think is pretty standard and the most baffling part of it to me is that i even need to say anything that nobody they have literally tens of thousands of employees <laughs> nobody at apple was like this is annoying they, or, and, or, and fixed it or they haven't been loud enough or listened to enough for it to actually happen. I've been using my iPhone more lately um, because YouTube still doesn't support stories on the fold. It's amazing. <laughs> also, this is hilarious. This is hilarious. This is a really good one. Okay. The uh, communities yeah. post communities posts feature. Oh my God. It is so tedious to create content. Uh, the communities feature. Okay. So if I click this, I can create a community post. I can add media and a poll and blah, blah, blah. I can't see it. Wait, is it fixed? Holy crap, it's fixed. Literally days ago, it was like, this feature is not supported on this device. Nice, there you go. You know what, I think it I think it actually, I rebooted recently. I think it matters which mode I first opened the app in since I restarted. Yeah, here we go. So if I unfold. Oh my goodness. Community posts aren't currently available on this device. And then if I go back to the front screen. So it's going to get tricked and thinks it's a different device. Hold on, let me, oh, let me nuke the YouTube app. It's just, it's just shockingly stupid. To be clear. I hate stupidity in all of its forms, okay? It's not it's not specific to Apple. They just it's it's the unnecessariness of I, I'm, how dumb it is. I'm no, getting no, a little it does bit, seem to be working in a front screen I'm mode. Getting a little bit worried about your heart out. Uh, but I do oh, yeah. have a question about this. Yeah. Do you think development for those types of devices is going to get better due to increased adoption, or do you think it's gonna get worse? Because as far as I can tell, 
interest in folding devices is not going up. Uh, I think I it's could be gonna, wrong. I think but... it's going to languish. I yeah. think it's going to stay kind of where it is. So anyway, I've been using my iPhone more lately, and I um, you know how you can drag down the control center, command center, whatever it's called, and then you can at least you can finally long press on like the Bluetooth icon. Okay, well, sort of. If you long press on the Bluetooth icon, it still opens it up, and then you have to do it again. Uh, so you can long press it. It actually cycles through the multiple menus that you would have to navigate to to Wait, get to the Bluetooth menu. It it'll be like each one. It'll be like settings, and it'll take you to the thing. I'm like, but why? Why, yeah, why so would you weird. ever want to add additional delay to oh. opening a freaking menu? Yeah. Uh, Xmath says you can remove apps from the home screen on iOS now. It goes to the Apple Library. That's fine, but that's not what Luke and I are talking about. I know that. It's just really stupid that I can't put the icons for them wherever I want to. Uh, all right. Is there anything else that we promised we were going to talk about at the beginning, or should we just go into some merch messages I, here? I think we mentioned the India VPN thing. I don't think we did. No? Well, we can do it really quickly. Uh, the yeah. Indian government has directed VPN and cloud service providers to collect and hold user data for five years or more, including validated customer names, physical addresses, email addresses, and phone numbers. Basically, they're saying this is intended to close certain gaps that hinder its response to cyber incidents and interactions with the constituency. Basically, um, goodbye individual privacy, as far as I can tell. There at the very least, yeah. Um, yeah. Man, that is, it's, it's like chilling. To be clear. You're looking to, I mean, you guys have a video two years ago. Do-it-yourself VPNs? Yeah, yes, yes. DIY VPN should still be workable. And to be clear, a VPN is not some kind of magic no, silver bullet to, to ensure your online privacy. But it is a tool in the toolkit. Yep. It can be useful for certain things. And not being able to, or not, it's not that you won't be able to access them. You may stay, still be able to access VPNs outside of India. Um Depends on who does or doesn't comply. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be real interesting. Um, not being able to access them at all is definite, has the potential to be very bad for personal privacy. And it's not just VPNs. It's also that cloud service providers are required to hold all, the, all of this. So let's say I was Google, for example, operating in India. If I were to put anything in a Google Doc, I know that by law, I mean, Google probably is keeping it anyway, but I know that by law, they are definitely keeping and will definitely be required to provide to the government anything that I entered in that doc. That is chilling. Epic. Very cool. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, I think I think that's honestly all the topics. Should we, we do some merch do. messages? I think we should slam merch messages okay. and start signing some cards. Yeah, let's sign some GPUs, boys. Do you want to, uh, you know what? Okay. Do you want me to feed the GPUs? Yeah. Uh, Bell, questions? feed me questions. Luke, sign GPUs and then uh, pass them to me. Do we have multiple Sharpies? I think there was another one in there and I think it fell in. I yeah. got it. Yeah. <sighs> they are brown, not gold. This is really not the same thing oh. as a gold Sharpie. There is a gold or silver one in my office. Uh, is there anyone still here to go obtain it for us? Bell, do you mind grabbing it and then I'll read them? Of course. I'm so sorry. Okay. He, yes, li he likes to read the curated messages, but I guess... He does a good job. Yeah, he does a great job of it. By also, the way, are we about to shout out the same video? Yeah. Yeah, okay. You go for it. Uh, so I've done a lot of Flowplane shout outs this show, but 
LTT's been kind of killing it with exclusive lately. And recently there was one of Bell driving really far to get a beautiful CRT monitor. And it's actually fantastic. I actually watched the entire thing, which I like rarely do. The, the audience has days. spoken. They love these exclusives. Dude, it's so good. It's a really cool video. Uh, I don't know. I, I actually enjoyed it a lot. I like this type of stuff. There's been a lot more of this lately uh, in terms of full plane exclusives for, for LTT, which is very like engaging with the team that's behind the scenes a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just really cool stuff. Oh, where was that? Uh, killing it. There was another recent uh, excellent behind the scenes. Where is it? I thought it was like six days ago. I mean, time, a lot of content. Time keeps on slipping. Yeah, Artie is absolutely crushing it. He's our social media. Yeah, this was cool too. Um, I wasn't intending to make a video. In fact, I specifically told him not to work, but he did make a video of us just like doing a a a work fun day. Isn't that amazing? This shot in the parking lot of like how many freaking people work here. It's a lot of people. We got a school bus. The fact that we filled that bus. Oh, we filled it. I was like, whoa. We filled up that bus. We did. We filled it from the front, then we filled it from the back. Kind of a beautiful place and Bell provided. Man, the fact that he like, he inserted these random little facts about like every single place he stopped. I don't know. It's yeah, fantastic video. Very funny. Um, so yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Those are those are exclusives over there. Uh, am I supposed to be doing merch messages? Yeah, here uh, we I go. Can, I can pick them up if you want. No, no, I got this. I got this. Thomas yeah. says, prepayment for backpack and screwdriver complete. Oh, okay. $250 worth of gift. Oh, well, a bunch more gift cards. Love LMG <laughs> and everything you guys are trying to do. Question for Linus and Luke. How much do you plan to grow your companies by year's end? Uh, <laughs> float plane. Man, you guys are going to double. Easy. Uh, so, yeah, it depends on kind of how you crumble that cookie but yeah <laughs> the the people that i have oversight on that number is literally just doubling right and they don't necessarily work for float plane because luke is the only person oops, luke is the only person on staff who's really qualified to supervise developers like i just wouldn't know like, it, it is amazing as far as i can tell how many companies just uh, Luke sent me this hilarious uh, Discord message uh, from, from. Should I just read it? Uh, it there's been a bunch of these. Essentially, the idea behind it is there's some people that are doing work from home situations uh, where they're applying for like a bunch of jobs at like Fang level companies, getting hundreds of thousands of dollars of salaries based on their various really high end credentials, and then working multiple of those jobs at the same time. It's raking in like insane year end compensation. Yeah, Luke sends me this post. That's like working at two tech jobs, dot, dot, any problem, question mark. I took on two full-time jobs and both are work from home 100%. I use two different laptops and I don't use one for the other work. Is there any problem? My roles are Facebook at E5 position and Microsoft at principal SDE position, L65. TC, total compensation, at Facebook, $410,000. TC at Microsoft, $320,000. I reckon this is the fastest way I can hit financial independence, retire early, fire, uh, with $700,000 plus of annual income. And also, I don't need to work extra hard. At Microsoft, I work no more than 10 hours a week. At Meta, I need to put 40 to 45 hours a week. So total is 50 to 55 hours a week. I've been doing it for four months now, and it no problems so far. Any problem? Okay, well, let's see. Other than breach of contract and fraud... Um, <laughs> At least one of which is definitely a crime. Um, no, no problems. 
Seems like you got this totally under. Oh, oh, actually, I found another problem. Posting about it online, you f***ing idiot. Well, I think it was pretty obfuscated, but uh, sort uh, of. The, the positions are there. People did point out that the positions are there. And the and if if Meta and Microsoft decide to compare, like it's not like when you apply for a job, you don't provide your freaking social security number. Like this is actually. This is actually something that they can probably figure out if it comes to it. I don't think they'd be able to share that. Across. Legally, no. Oh, uh, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> but stuff happens. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, so Luke is the only person on staff that actually has any experience managing a development team and knowing. Like, I could check in and say, oh, you know, hey, what's your progress? And they'd be like, oh, yeah, made lots of progress. And for all I know, they spent like three hours on it. So Luke is going to end up overseeing pretty much all actual developers for the lab. And we're going to need multiple developers. We're going to have front-end and back-end for the web. We're going to have, as you heard, machine learning and machine vision developers for some of the tools that we're going to be building. Like, there's going to be a full-fledged development team at the lab. and People working on automation. As far as I can tell, Luke's not working that hard as it is anyway. Because yeah. I don't know how to evaluate how hard you know developer people <laughs> are working. So I just assume it's not that hard and throw more at them, apparently. We've, we've been getting more efficient and better at how we've managed the people at Flowplane currently. So and it's been kind of getting to the point where I've I've wanted a team expansion yeah because I've wanted more I don't remember how I described it to Linus but essentially I've wanted to be able to like throw more weight at problems and like have have more people on the staff to tackle more things and tackle more things more better for example the inventory system that we built that was really cool I want to do more stuff like that but we're we're already fairly short staffed at Flowplane as is. So expanding that is difficult. So bringing yeah. more people on the team is allowing us to expand that, which is really cool. Z Biggie and Twitch, this is typical Twitch, not really fraud if the company is happy with their work for the compensation. No, it's definitely still fraud. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, that is, I'm not a lawyer, but this is legal advice. <laughs> Oh man! Still not technically legal advice. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no problem. He's not wrong. <laughs> uh, as for as for LMG, um, man, that is. Oh right, yes. Ah oh, right. Okay, so you want to sign them, then hand them to me. Yeah. Is there like a? Is there a, a? Is there another bucket? Could we have a second bucket? Sure can. You're amazing. Isn't he amazing? Is there a consistent place we want to kind of? I think we're. I think we're going ham, dog. Okay. All right. Yeah. So uh, you're brown. I'm gold. Sounds good. Okay. He's our brown baby boy. It's a, it's a, it's a poo joke. I'm gonna take the one. <laughs> That's from like South Park season no, one. I'm not I gonna think. cover that. First time I heard that. Luke, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to be a little. A little. Uh, <clears throat> you're gonna have to be a little more aggro here. All right. I'm going for. Yeah. You're gonna take all the best spots, so I can yep. see how this is gonna go down. Oh, we're probably gonna wanna like. Hmm. Um, like you're gonna wanna take this. I'm gonna have to beg them, boy. Yeah. This is gonna get real interesting. We also need to do sponsors. Holy crap! We need to do sponsors. <laughs> Thank you, Flipper. And Cat. this is why the show keeps ending up three hours long. <laughs> yeah. Man, you guys are just too much fun to hang out with. What can I say? Okay, sponsors. Who the crap are the sponsors today? Ah, yes. Thanks to Mint Mobile for sponsoring today's show. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by big wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile offers premium wireless service at just 15 bucks a month, I thought, what's the catch? There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they're the first company to sell wireless service online only. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. For anyone who hates their phone bill, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for just 15 bucks a month. 
Mint Mobile gives you the best rate whether you're buying for one or a family. And at Mint, family started just two lines. All plans come with unlimited talk and text and high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash wanshow. That's mintmobile.com slash wanshow. Cut your wireless bill to just 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash wanshow. And thank you to ShipStation for sponsoring today's wanshow. If you run an e-commerce business, you probably feel it's about time people stop treating e-commerce giants better just because they're bigger. And you're absolutely right. That's why ShipStation gives e-commerce sellers of all sizes access to the same deeply discounted rates usually reserved for Fortune 500 companies. No wonder ShipStation is already trusted by over 100,000 sellers. ShipStation doesn't just save you money, but that's a good place to start. ShipStation works with over 45 carriers, easily compare rates and delivery times to quickly find the best option every time. It works with over 300 platforms like Amazon, eBay, Etsy, and more to automate processes like fulfillment and tracking so you can save time managing orders. In fact, 98% of companies that use ShipStation for a year keep using it for as long as they're in business. Don't let the big guys keep all the good discounts to themselves. Use our offer code WAN to get a 60-day free trial. That's two months of stress-free shipping for free. Save time, save money, and save your sanity by heading over to ShipStation.com, clicking on the microphone at the top of the page, and typing in WAN. ShipStation. Make ship happen. Voice command. Wow. Compact part number. Creative Labs CT6970. There was a there was a 6970 before the Radeon 6970. How do you like them apples? This All next right. one is very legendary. Oh, what's the next one? Rage Ooh. 128 Pro. Rage 128 Pro. Absolutely love it. Let's do a few more merch messages while we continue to sign some stuff. Oh, right. How much do we plan to grow LMG before year's end? Well, it depends who you ask. A lot. If Well, it depends who you ask. Um, some senior managers want to kind of, you know, take it a little bit more chillax. But the oh, ones, but it's just happening. The ones who are in charge of hiring don't seem to be on the same page. <laughs> so I think right now LMG has a total of eight job postings. And that's just the ones that are up right now. Uh, what is it? L- minusmediagroup.com slash jobs? Yeah, there's four more being added on Monday. On Monday? All developer positions. All right, so we are hiring a full-time writer. Full-time writer for MAC address. Full-time social media coordinator. I think we have a really good candidate for this one already. Full-time executive assistant. If that first one works out, I think we're taking two. Full-time marketing coordinator. Full-time account lead for the business team. And that's just LMG. Creator Warehouse is hiring a full-time tool designer, manufacturing engineer, full-time CSR, full-time fit technician. I think we might need more than one of those. Um, We are are hiring. Um, We just, we got a lot of stuff to do, you know? We got stuff to build. Um... We got like, you know, we got mountains to climb. We got armies to conquer. I have no idea if these golden pen marks are going to affect the functionality of these GPUs. Uh, hey, Bell, do you want to do a quick search for me? Does gold pen like conduct um, electricity? In which case, maybe I'll start signing like the tops of chips and stuff. Instead. Yeah, I just kind of YOLO'd on that one. Yeah. Good luck, everybody. I mean, they might have worked at some point. It should not. They should, should be not, apparently. How wonderful. All right. Hit me with some more curated merch messages here. From George. Loved the uh, Game Gear video. 
Are there any other consoles that you would love to mod or plan to mod in the future? Oh, man. I mean, I would absolutely love to have a better SNES. Those were my only childhood consoles. I had a SNES and then a Game Gear before I moved from my dad's house to my mom's house where console gaming was not a thing. So, you know, having like a super cool SNES with like you know, a VGA output or something like that, like an ultimate tier SNES, I think would be super cool. But, you know, oh, really Gucci. for me, I just think these kinds of, seeing the before and after of these mods, like, even if there's no nostalgia factor for me, I just, I love technology. I love, I love things getting better. I love how affordable the whole thing is. Like, yeah, $60, $80, that's a lot of money. But, please... When you compare that to what it might cost to engineer yourself a solution to these problems and implement it, it is downright a bargain, okay? And I think that's super cool. I love that the cost is coming down. I love that there's these amazing communities that are being built up around retro console modding and just, just modding. I love improving things, you know? So you'll see, you'll see more of that from us at some point but I don't know exactly what. The reception to that video was very good, but the views were not super strong. So it's something that we're gonna continue to explore because we're passionate about it, but not something that we're gonna like quadruple down on because it's performing really well from a business standpoint, if that makes sense. Yeah. From Saxon, any updates with the new house and the painting? Uh, they're doing a great job. I mean, they're putting what I asked for to be on the wall now, so that's good. What that's the heck huge. is a Viper V770? <laughs> I wasn't sure on that one either. From Diamond. Okay. Yeah, remember Diamond being a board partner? That's crazy. All right. From Charles, other than just straight experience and resume, what do you look for in people that you're interviewing? One of the big things for us, and I know this is like a stereotypical evil capitalist thing, but we hire people based on how much they want to be here. Um, it's one of the reasons that we do not list uh, compensation in our job postings typically, because the first thing we want is people who want to build something amazing, who want to create amazing content. And after that, well, we can, we'll figure out the credentials, right? We'll figure out the training, we'll figure out... Uh, we'll figure out the compensation. The first thing we need is people who really want to be here. Um, great, good attitude, you know, caring about the community. People who are already actively engaged in the community. I won't say you have an advantage, but it sure ain't a disadvantage. I, I really like portfolios. I agree with everything that Linus just said, and I really like portfolios. Um, I oh. know it's not applicable for every position. There's a lot of people that, will, especially like backend developers and stuff. They're like, yeah, I can't exactly show you. I've been working at a company that doesn't have like public code repositories for a long time. It's like, okay, yeah, that's fine. Uh, but if you're like, if you don't have work experience and you can show me a really core po cool portfolio, it's very likely you'll get an interview because I'm very into that. Yeah, um, for writers, one of the things we love to ask them during the interview process is, okay, you know, application aside, tell me something, tell me a crazy cool side project you're working on right now. And if they don't have one, I can tell you right now, it's it's a big strike. Because if you're not actually passionate enough to do it on your own time, then how do we know you're going to bring that energy to work? I mean, do you care about this or not? And to be clear, it's not because we expect you to do unpaid work on your own time. 
We just expect you to love it enough that you would do it for fun. Then we'll pay you to do it, if that makes sense. The devil is this? This is a Turtle Beach sound card. I, yeah, that got in there. I, um, well, whatever. Now it's signed. I, I'm, I left you the white sticker on this one because this one's genuinely tough. Oh, wow. No, that's okay. I can sign chips. Uh, white sticker. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. I got this. All right. From Josiah. How's solar working out for you so far? Uh, with just the construction crew, I think we're at about 50% um, independence. So once we actually move in, yeah, it's going to be a lot lower, but still, it's, it's pretty cool. We knew going into it that we're not in a super solar-friendly region. We don't get a ton of sun compared to, say, California or something like that. But I'm happy. Like, we got a good price on the panels, so yeah, it's great. There's some people asking what kind of side projects you think people should be doing or like what the scale of that looks like. <laughs> I mean, oh man. Sounds like we're getting a little fishing here. It depends on the it depends on the position that you're applying for. I mean, I know when um man, okay, there. Anthony just walked up. So one of the ways that Anthony really <laughs> impressed me when when he applied was he told me about his retro console collection and how he repairs consoles as like a side gig. Is it, do I have that right? It was a side hustle or was it your full-time thing? Yeah, he's going to try and make it into a full-time thing, but it was a side thing at the time. Okay, side hustle at the time. And I was like, well, that's the cool ever. So... Still has mine. Okay. Okay. Okay, there's been some... Okay, there's been, some. I've been waiting. There's some client. Uh, there's a client dispute going on for I mean, Anthony's. Uh, I mean, I didn't exactly uh, compensate him. Console repair business. Uh, anyway, the point is that really that impressed the heck out of me. Sorry, Anthony, are you here for a reason? Did you no, do you need a mic? Oh, you want to see the video card? Oh, okay. All the signed ones are in here. Uh, we're just about done. We got like three or four more. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, when Kyle, when Kyle applied. Uh, so he's our, our, I guess, like head of engineering at Creator Warehouse. I don't know what his formal title is, but he's definitely the most senior in the engineering department there. Man, was he working on like a watering system, like an automated watering system for his plants or something? I forget what it was, but we want to, we want to see that you like to learn. That's the big one. We don't want, it doesn't matter what you're learning. It matters that you are learning on your own time. There. We work in a very agile environment. We work in an environment where we have to translate passion to the screen. So if you're not passionate about things... You'll never make it. You're not going to make it. You're going to have to care a lot. And, and the thing is, you don't have to be... I'm going to pick on Anthony again. You don't have to be someone for whom this, this on-screen persona or presentation style comes naturally to. I mean, Anthony was hired as a writer. He was never supposed to be a host. But if you have that passion... It doesn't matter because people connect with that. Whereas if you are like a professional, amazing host, but you don't really care, the audience's BS detector is going to go off like that. They'll know. They'll know. You can't fake it. Ooh, nice. GTX 680. I, remember I think that I know where this one came card. from. Yes. I was going to say, I know that card. <laughs> I am 100% certain I know that exact card. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> there were not a lot of Galaxy cards in North America around the no. time of the 680 launch. No, there wasn't. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've used that exact card before. <laughs> I have no further comment on this card. 
<laughs> that's that was yeah that's probably one of the earliest uh, we should cards probably find the system oh my from robert where do you want to sign it so i'll hold it for you in the butt in the butt thanks uh do you have any recommendations for basic and reliable antivirus or is it even still necessary we use sentinel one here um because jake picked it i think there's still other like decent uh, AV, hold on here. You can take the gold one since we're not working in parallel anymore. Or, oh, yeah, yes. Okay, sure. Um, <laughs> um, oh, crap. Hey, Anthony, are you still here? Yeah. Hey, uh, AV recommendations? AV? Are you just out of the game at this point, too? Or? What do you mean? Like AV? Antivirus. Antivirus. Oh. oh, yeah. AV has a lot of. Hmm. Okay, yeah. There's adult video, there's audiovisual, there's. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I was thinking audiovisual, but uh, now I'm thinking adult video. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, gee, what are you into? <laughs> okay, let's not. Let's, oh, no, 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 no. There's <laughs> uh, a, I mean, a Christian Minecraft stream, okay? Let's. Just... I don't know. It's it's kind of changes all the time. Like it's it's kind of an arms race between like malware vendors and the antivirus vendors. Yeah. So like sometimes one vendor will be better than the other. I know. Uh, well, which I one's the to... one that's uh, Kaspersky? Is that the one that's oh. like very much on the poo list right oh, now? Yeah, yeah, don't. Kaspersky is basically. I think they banned it for use in government. Yeah, like get rid of that. Yeah, yeah so like... we could say not that one. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Bitdefender. I think we've done some work with them before, but we used to. I think they're like generally rated pretty high. Uh, AV Comparatives is a good website to take a look at uh, if they're still running. I don't know. Cool. I haven't looked in a while. But I haven't cared in a really long time to be completely honest but back in my heyday malware bytes was sick malware bytes is manual scan malware bytes is still around yeah another manual scan used to be like really awesome yeah yeah uh z biggie is back in twitch chat asking where is the fraud i got hired to do job x at ms and job y at meta both got complete no no like your hours were part of the job <laughs> so the hours were not complete. It depends on how they're hired, I guess, technically. Uh, technically, I guess it does, but I suspect that they thought of that. Me, yeah. <laughs> All right. This is our last message. Ooh. Linus and Luke. Better be a good one. From Dingboy. Did your parents so play Ding games? Boy? Oh, dude. Oh, are you kidding me? Okay, you go first. Mine's probably more interesting. Yeah, okay, I'll go first. No. Okay, and then um, here's mine. And, like, we're super not into me playing games. Uh-huh. Man, you know, I feel like the time that my parents tried to be most supportive of me being into computers and gaming was the time that I asked for some game for Christmas and I got a desk <laughs> so that I could put my computer on it and play games. I didn't want a desk. I would have been happy with a piece of plywood <laughs> on a couple of sawhorses and the game I wanted to play. But that was the closest. But that was the closest we got. Yeah. And bless their heart, my parents, I guess, tried in that case. But no, no, gaming was not a priority in our house. It was a waste of time and definitely was never going to lead to uh, a, a huge, hugely successful, not to mention lucrative career. I have much lucrative Hey! hey. <laughs> I used that word on purpose. Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> I got the vibe. I uh, I still game with my dad, um, like actively all the time. I'm, we played games this week. I'm pretty sure. If not, it was last week. Um, yeah, and it's great. It's fantastic. I love it. 
it's a really cool way that my my dad has um been able to keep like hanging out with my brother and i because we'll all play games together um my mom uh has is not you know nearly as into it but has has tried has given some effort tried skyrim tried wow um has tried some other stuff kind of dabbled a little bit isn't isn't like super into uh any of it too much but has tried if i remember correctly i think she got to like level 40 in wow or something that's not bad that's higher than i made it yeah like it was it was pretty legit sure she was a mage it's cool but yeah, right. definitely. They definitely do. I curated one more merch message. <laughs> You're looking at me. What Go is ahead. it? Question for Luke. Okay. As Flowplane is competing in a market similar to Nebula's market, I believe founded by Wendover Productions, have you ever considered working or merging with Nebula to create an even larger creator focus? Um... <laughs> yes? Sure. Bye. <laughs> it's not happening. <laughs> to be clear, we're not throwing shade. It's just we're two separate companies. Yeah. And we have nothing to do with them. Um, also, I don't think Wendover is involved anymore. Yeah. Or is Wendover involved? I have no idea. It. Yeah. It, I'm not certain. You can ask them. Yeah. 